Bleed Tech Blue Radio, podcast only edition. I'm your publisher, Ben Carlisle. Here we are. It's Friday night, Louisiana Tech getting set to go on the road to Fort Worth tomorrow night. Actually, about 24 hours from kickoff. Take on the TCU Horn Frogs, 5 and 4 overall are the Horn Frog. Gary Patterson in his 20th season. In Fort Worth, as crazy as that may sound, Patterson, 177 and 74 as the head coach in Fort Worth with TCU. Skip Holtz, head coach of your Bulldogs, 61 and 39 in his eighth season. Holtz will actually be looking for the 150th win of his head coaching career. Uh, Enter Saturday's matchup, 149 and 110 all time. Again, that's a 6 p.m. kickoff tomorrow night will be aired on Fox Sports 1 if you're looking to listen to the game. Dave Nitz, Teddy Allen will have the radio call, KXKZ 107.5 FM. I know myself, uh, Mark Kramer will have the Impact Healthcare Solutions Louisiana Tech postgame call-in show. Looking forward to that as we do each and every Saturday after Louisiana Tech squares off so let's take a look into this matchup with TCU obviously your Bulldogs coming in off a big victory over North Texas last weekend 42-31 was actually a Thursday night game Uh, Bulldogs ran the ball 50 times in that game over 180 yards Uh, had four touchdowns on the ground Israel Tucker really carried the load at running back 37 carries of his own 161 yards, two touchdowns. Those 37 carries were the second most in FBS football this season, fourth most in Louisiana Tech history, as crazy as that sound. And, you know, really, um, you know, outside of the first quarter, I felt like Tech controlled that game pretty well. Uh, The defense had some issues tackling, especially early on. Uh, But David Blackwell and his team of defensive coaches did a nice job at having the Bulldogs ready to play, and Tech really uh, cruised to a pretty easy victory, uh, you know, in the second half of that game against North Texas to move in five and three overall, four and two in Conference USA play. And just looking ahead to tomorrow night, the matchup with TCU. Of course, this wasn't a game uh, that was originally on Tech's schedule. I believe uh, new athletics director Eric Wood scheduled this game. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, looking to get Tech back on the field. I know they didn't play 33 days uh, between the UAB win and the North Texas win, so they're just looking for opportunities to get themselves on the field. Uh, I know TCU had their non-conference game earlier this year canceled with SMU, so here we are, a matchup between two programs that have only squared off once in their history. That is back in 2011. It's actually a bowl game. Uh, I believe TCU was ranked 17th at the time. That 2011 Tech team uh, was the conference championship champions, Western Athletic champions, uh, went to the Poinsettia Bowl, fell to the Horn Frogs 31-24. So this will be just the second time in the two programs' history that they have squared off. Of course, this is Tech's second time uh, to play at Amon G. Carter Stadium in Fort Worth. Bulldogs participated in the Armed Forces Bowl back in 2016. That was a 48-45 victory over 25th-ranked Navy for the Bulldogs, if I remember correctly. So Bulldogs heading into this matchup, a three-touchdown underdog. 
Uh, if you want to look at it from Vegas's perspective, over or under set at 51 and a half. Uh, of course, you look at the depth chart for Louisiana Tech this year, um, especially this week, and, and we've talked a lot about it on Bleed Tech Blue, uh, some of the young pieces that the Bulldogs are playing with and how it's, you know, you've really noticed it up front on the offensive line. You noticed it, uh, you know, at linebacker with Tyler Gruff's cornerback with Cedric Woods, just so many different young players making positive contributions uh, to this Tech team. And looking at the depth chart this weekend, 31 of 58 players on Tech's depth chart will be freshmen or sophomores. And Tech will play nine freshmen that will either start or or play a substantial amount when you talk about guys like a Mackie Carabin, you know, guys like that that are redshirt freshmen or true freshmen that come off the bench, a Kyle Maxwell uh, guys in that nature that, that do get a tremendous amount of playing time. So it's a really young Bulldog football team. Uh, obviously, I think that uh, in a year like this, what we're seeing in 2020 where you know Tech really needed that developmental work from the spring and into the fall camp, uh, the developmental work's been on the field. And I think that's where you have to give Skip Holtz and his staff a lot of credit. I know that you know coming you know after the 2020 season when the bowl game does wrap up, I think we'll be able to take a look back on it and, and kind of evaluate the job that Skip and his staff have did with this team. Uh, but at this point, I, I think you have to say that it's one of the better coaching jobs he's probably done in his career and, and definitely during his tenure at Louisiana Tech. At, at the quarterback position for the Bulldogs, it's going to be much of the same. You're going to get Luke Anthony's going to start. Aaron Allen's going to get, uh, you know, every two possessions, they're going to alternate quarterbacks just as Tech has done each and every game for the most part throughout the season uh, without one guy really stepping to the forefront and winning that quarterback job. Israel Tucker will be back in there at running back looking at the offensive line. Uh, it's expected to be the same. The true freshman Dakota White, six foot four, 301 pounds out of Katy, Texas, will start at left tackle. Then you'll get Walker Hankins in the 6'6", 284-pound redshirt freshman at the right tackle spot. Then, of course, you have the veterans in the middle left to right, Josh Moat, Cody Russey, and Abe Delphin at the receiver position for the Bulldogs. Isaiah Graham, six foot, 188 pounds senior out of Bastrop, Louisiana. Well, actually, um, this game will it'll mean a little bit more to him. Graham signed with TCU out of high school, spent a couple years in Fort Worth before transferring back to Louisiana Tech in 2018. And I think it'll be important uh, for him, you know, to try to get in a rhythm early. We, we've seen Graham's big playability at times, but you know this game. It's going to mean a little bit more to him, and hopefully uh, he can have some success. And I think at the receiver position, uh, not only Isaiah Graham, but Tech's got to get Smoke Harris involved as well. We saw the two touchdowns last week against North Texas. Uh, has really started to come into his own as a sophomore and show some of that ball-carrying ability uh, that he has. And then if Tech can protect its quarterback, whether it's Luke Anthony or Aaron Allen, uh, I think they got a chance to throw some balls down the field, uh, whether it's to a Wayne Tucson or an Isaiah Graham, or, or maybe you get uh, Griffin Abair in a favorable matchup with the linebacker. But if they can protect their quarterback, they're going to have a chance to make some plays down the field. Uh, TCU's defense is talented uh, up front when you talk about Akari Coleman, O'Shawn Mathis, uh, two, two young defensive end outside linebacker types. I think Mathis has 10.5 tackles for loss. Kari Coleman, a true freshman out of the New Orleans area, leads the country with all true freshmen with 13 and a half tackles for loss. So if Tech can 
figure out a way to block those guys up front, uh, they're going to do themselves a lot of favors. And I think that early in this game, you're going to see Holtz try to run the football and try to establish some things off of that. We saw last week against North Texas when Tech was able to get into some of the RPO game. Uh, they had some guys wide open at different points of the game. So I think that'll be a big key uh, for Tech early on in this one. And you look at that, I talked a little bit about that, you know, TCU secondary, obviously a Darius Washington, uh, a kid out of Shreveport, Evangel High School, uh, a future NFL draft pick at safety is really a ball hawk, has five career interceptions, uh, and he's just a sophomore. So he's a really good player uh, back there on the back end. And I mentioned that Tech's going to have a chance to make some throws down the field. Uh, and I was really mentioning C.J. Caesar, uh, a kid out of Richwood High School, uh, really a young sophomore, has been thrust into action, you know, not necessarily ready, and teams have picked on him in recent weeks. And so we're going to see if Tech can do the same on Saturday. But the big key offensively for Tech in this game is going to be, can you protect your quarterback and get some resemblance of a run game going so that you can run some RPO, some play action off of that. And really, that's, that's what we've talked about all year with this Tech team. You know, the, the offensive line's had so many different moving pieces. When you talk about Willie Allen opting out, Donovan Campbell opts out, uh, Anton Lewis opts out, guys have missed multiple games due to COVID. You've had, you know, just a makeshift offensive line in a year where Tech couldn't really afford to do so. Uh, due to its lack of depth. So it'll be big for Tech, like we've said each and every week, to protect its quarterback. And then on the opposite side of the football, you look at this TCU offense. It, it runs, it goes through the sophomore quarterback, Max Dugan. Uh, Dugan was a four-star recruit out of Council Bluff. Council Bluffs, Iowa. Lewis Central High School was a ninth-rated pro-style quarterback in the 2019 Recruiting cycle, completing 60% of his throws, 1,635 yards, nine touchdowns, four interceptions, also has 513 yards on the ground, uh, and another nine touchdowns there as well. And I think that's the big thing that we'll touch on is can Tech slow him down in the run game? And he's really killed teams with his legs in recent weeks, and we've seen this TCU offense start to kind of figure out an identity of sorts uh, with him back there at quarterback, not necessarily uh, a real complex passing game. They'll, they'll dump off a lot of screens, uh, whether it's to Quentin Johnson or Darius Davis, uh, a number of different guys at the receiver position, Tay Barber, uh, Blair Conright, you know, so many different guys that have the distance or ability to take it the distance at receiver. And then they'll throw a lot of 50 50 balls. They'll throw some vertical routes, some go routes down the field and force your cornerbacks or safety to make plays on the ball and they believe in their guys to make plays down the field and they made a number of plays last week uh, in a home upset over Oklahoma State so I think the big key for Tech though is going to be can you keep Dugan in the pocket and not allow him to get outside the pocket and make plays with his legs because that's where he's going to be the most dangerous and at the running back position uh, we've seen uh, and uh, if you haven't heard the story of Zach Evans recruiting, um, how it all went down and how he ended up in Fort Worth, he, he was the number one running back in the country in 2020, ultimately ends up in, at TCU. Darwin Barlow's another kid. Uh, he's actually the, the leading running back right now, averaging 
uh, 6.2 yards a carry, has 422 yards and four touchdowns in only six games. Evans has added 285 yards on six yards a carry. So both of those guys will be in there uh, for a majority of the run plays. Demarcado is a reserve running back that you'll see in more of a passing situations. Uh, he's a better pass protector, so you'll see him uh, in the backfield as well. And it's an offensive line uh, that's had some issues. They don't run block particularly well, uh, but they have started to pass protect a little bit better uh, here in the you know later stages of the season. And listen, the Horn Frogs have won, I believe it's four out of their last five games. So they're playing some really good football at the right time of year. And it'll be interesting to see what Tech can do. But defensively, the big thing for me is uh, Milton Williams going to need to play well up front, whether it's Tyler Grubbs, Ezekiel Barnett, uh, Trey Baldwin, whoever it is at that linebacker position that's tasked with spying on Max Dugan. You can't lose sight of him. You can't play a whole lot of man-to-man, single-high safety type of stuff schematic-wise, especially on third down because the second you turn your back to him, He's going to take off, and he, and like I said, I mean, he's got a long of 81 this year. He can really gas you in the run game. And then the corners for Tech. I know there's been some issues this year when you talk about Zach Hannibal or Cedric Woods or DJ Brown, uh, Broderick Calhoun, whoever's been in there at corner. They're going to have to play well. Uh, the, these TCU receivers, Quentin Johnston's just a freshman. I think Darius Davis is uh, either a sophomore or a junior, and they can really – really threaten you down the field vertically and that's where check's going to be challenged most and when they get in some man situations it's going to be on those corners to make some plays on the ball but I'm really excited for this matchup you know uh, we've seen the number of recruiting battles that both teams have had over the years I know TCU's come in and grabbed a number of kids from the Louisiana area Tech's recruited a number of kids from the Dallas Fort Worth area uh, we talked about Smoke Harris, a kid that was rated or recruited heavily by TCU. I mentioned Darius Davis, a receiver at TCU, was heavily recruited by Louisiana Tech. Kari Coleman, the defensive end, uh, was also recruited by Louisiana Tech. So there's going to be some good battles in this game. Uh, a number of former teammates going up against one another. And I'm excited to see how it plays out. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a 21-point game. But it will be a 21-point game if Tech can't keep the TCU pass rush off of its quarterbacks. And a lot of that's going to boil down to the young offensive tackles in Dakota White and Walker Hankinson. So it's been fun previewing this game, breaking it all down. Uh, I know we didn't get the opportunity to have Bleed Tech Blue Radio this week. Uh, Lady Texters bumped us. I believe they were at home against Jackson State. But we'll be back uh, again on Tuesday night to break it all down. Uh, we'll break down the TCU game. I think we could hear something on a bowl appearance for Louisiana Tech by Tuesday night as well. Uh, so make sure you join us at the website as well, bleedtechblue.com. It's only $9.95 a month. Uh, as crazy as it is, Louisiana Tech uh, is getting set to sign uh, some guys for the early signing period on Wednesday. I think we'll have a deal out uh, early next week as far as joining the site. Uh, try to get some of you involved. Of course, talk to some of our members uh, once you join Bleed Tech Blue, there's no better place for Louisiana Tech athletics. So Louisiana Tech travels to TCU. They will close out the regular season Saturday night in Fort Worth, 6 p.m. kickoff, Fox Sports 1. Again, you can catch Dave and Teddy on the call, KXKZ 107.5.
myself, Mark Kramer, will have the post-game show, the Impact Healthcare Solutions Louisiana Tech post-game call-in show. I'm BC. We'll see you.